This is the Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and only things office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow. Hi everybody, it's Hannah Gray back with another episode of The Office Manager Diaries and we're doing a little bit of a special one today because I have Mel Paul from Virtual Admin Assistance who is my VA join us. Hi Mel. Hello Hannah, it's lovely to be here. (laughs) I know you're a bit nervous but um, as I keep saying to Mel it's just a chat with you and I so uh, no, no one No one can hear us live, so it doesn't matter. But thank you for giving up your time to be with me because I know you are very busy in your business supporting me. And it's the week of the awards. We're pre-recording this. So the awards is in three days time. So it's a bit crazy on the ground here at Office Manager Group Head Q. So Mel and I were just chatting and essentially Mel has been with the group for over two and a half years supporting me and um, with the help of her team as well. And she's going to tell you much more about that in a second. But we thought it would be a really nice episode to give you a little bit of insight into what we do at the office management group, how we make all the different streams and things work, but more so what Mel does in her virtual assistant business and how she works with all the members of her team and you know therefore supports our business as well as other clients. But also Mel will be leaving the office management group soon because as you may have seen for anyone that's on our LinkedIn, we are hiring a permanent executive assistant to come and work with us. So Mel and her team will still be around at events and things, but we thought as it's kind of the end of an era for Mel and I, it'd be a nice way to finish finish this period. So um, a little bit of context for you. So Mel, I'm gonna hand it over to you. So tell me more about VAA. How did it start and how did you get into the administrative assisting world? Okay, well, I mean, I started work at 16, didn't go to a proper college. I did a BTEC in administration, but I wanted to get straight out to work, hit the ground running and earn money. So started off locally, but then ended up in London, just loved it so much. I spent about 20 20 odd years working in London for lots of different investment banks. But then after having my son, I didn't want to be working full-time in London anymore and someone else bringing him up for me. So I decided after speaking to different people who kept saying to me, you should look into being a VA. I looked into working for an agency, but you couldn't have a job to be able to join as a, a VA and I couldn't leave my job with nothing. So then ended up starting my own business before I left London and getting my first client within a couple of weeks of leaving. So it was a bit risky, but it seemed the best thing to do at the time. And really, I've looked back a few times and thought, this has been amazing. But really, at the time, I was like, right, this is going to work. You know, there was no doubt in my mind it was going to work for me and my son. And yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength. I think, you know, having the determination and passion for what I do has helped me along the way to just gain more and more clients and contacts and you know support networks and things like that and then during lockdown three when I was about to lose it completely from homeschooling and trying to work as well I set up as an agency so I could have people to help me with the bits that I don't like doing that was how it started and uh, yeah, from there. 
us into a little secret there, Mel. Yeah. I didn't know it was the bit she didn't like doing. I thought it was all down to growth. It's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah, exactly. I was like, because it was it was typing, copy typing, and sort of uh, that kind of thing, and it would take hours. And I really don't like doing that. So I started off by hiring people to help me with that because my client was writing a book and sending me all these recordings. And I was just finding myself sitting there for hours just typing. And yeah, I thought, no, I'll give it to someone who enjoys doing it. And I was getting my website redone with Emma at Lost Social at the time. So it just it tied in nicely with getting a page set up for my network. And yeah, it's grown to around 10 VAs now over the last, is it you? No, two and a half years, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the COVID situation is a bit of a blur, but um, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength and I have a lovely sort of team of people. We have our own Slack group as well, which I didn't really know anything about until I started working with you. And it is just such a good tool for communication. I love it. So yeah, we're just a we sort of good support for each other and sort of have team meetings and things like that. So we can all just put the world to rights. It's great. Yeah, that's good. It's funny because I only knew about Slack in I think it was 2016, 2017 when I started working for a client. Work life actually they were. So I went in there for a short period of time as their facilities manager because it was like the first time they had one and I remember in the first week someone had said to me oh I'll slack you and I was like I beg of you <laughs> I'll never forget it I was like you're gonna what me and they're like slack you like oh, send you a message and I was like ah oh, right slack, uh, <laughs> not not slack fine <laughs> and we use it here don't we in, in the group to chat to each other and obviously for our members there's over 500 office manager members on the, the private Slack groups. So if you do want to join it, you need to be a member of the portal and then you'll get the link when you join there. But yeah, it's really helpful. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because your business has almost grown at the same time as mine because yep. we, I think you started in like November, December, two and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was December. It was a December, was it? Yeah, and Emma introduced us. And so that is about two and a half years ago. So at the point when you'd started hiring more uh, assistance to work with you which which was ideal because your business just went from strength to strength and I couldn't do it all on my own there was no way I could do it all myself so it just worked out brilliantly for us both I think where yeah. you know we had that support network for both of us yeah mm. it was brilliant timing it was meant to be yeah it absolutely was oh it makes me a bit sad because um you know we'll, Mel will still she and I will be in touch with we only live up the road from each other anyway but and they'll still be at the events and I think one of the responses when you told the team that I needed to hire somebody I think the first reaction from them was all, all of them was yes she's reached that point where she needs sort of a permanent dedicated personal team but they all said to you I believe can we still do the events yes they did <laughs> none of them want to let go of that absolutely love it we all do it's just brilliant it's so much fun what is it yeah what is it about the events that that you and and do you think the team love I think we all love to see each other for a start because we don't get to do that we get to talk on you know on zoom or the phone so we love we're, we're such a lovely team it all just works really well and they're so highly organized you know we only have to deal with the disorganization of the venues 
<laughs> which generally does happen, but we work well together to get things sorted. And you make them fun events. You know, they're totally organized, but they're relaxed. You know, it's a really lovely environment to be in. We all love to go to London and get dressed up and chat to people. And everyone that's part of the office management group and the portal are so lovely. You know, we just love meeting them and seeing them again because there's lots that have become friends as well. They're all just so friendly and kind. Mm. It's just a pleasure. Yeah, I think there's something about, because I often think this, so our first event was October 2017 and we had like 65 to 70 people through the door. And that first event was just incredible. And actually I remember because we'd, um, it was like a dry hire space in Covent Garden, I think it was. And yeah, it was like between Holborn and Covent Garden. And so we had to get the food in separately and the drinks in separately. And so I did a big run at like Audi and I don't know, Waitrose or wherever. Like I did two different shops of sort of branded type stuff, like the Cokes and things. And then a lot of the wines and things. I really like Audi wine. A tip there for anybody that's never tried it. <laughs> the Shiraz I think is lovely. <laughs> I think it's really good. Like... I I love a Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. It's just, I found it years ago when I was out with um, three of my best friends in London and I was like, what is this wine? And that was it, just love for that. And Rioja for a red is, is kind of, they're my two that I, I rarely, out of fashion for me. But yeah, so so the Marlborough from Audi was like four pounds or something. And it was incredible. I used to buy like six bottles at a time. My ex then at the time was like, do you have a drinking problem? Just stocking up, just stocking up. Because you can't really drink a bottle in a night. I sound like a right alcoholic now. I'm not, I promise. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, we, we basically had had ordered enough alcohol for about 100 people because we had maybe 130, 140 signed up to the event. And we, we do get a huge dropout. Mel knows, and we can talk about that maybe in a minute, but it really guts me every time. But um, so we had all this wine and beer left. And I was like, I can't take all this home. And so just at the end of the night, I was just coming out of the stock cupboard where it was all stashed going, who wants a bottle of wine? Who wants a bottle of beer? <laughs> I was like, the best ever. <laughs> like, and then a load of them went and got pissed down the road, like more pissed. Um, there was just something, and that there were partners there, like brand new to the network. This thing had never happened before. Office managers, and this was the first time we were ever doing an event specifically for them. And it was just the most amazing atmosphere. And and I always wonder, like, what is it that makes that? Because I don't think there's there's so much we can do, right? There's so much we can do to make it organised and to do the goodie bags and little speech and, you know, have a nice welcome and drinks and things like that. And all of that counts for sure and builds that atmosphere and vibe. But I just I just wonder what it is that just makes our events, like you say, just such a nice vibe and feeling. And I feel like it is the people and mm -hmm. the office managers that are just the nicest people on earth. Yep. They really are just absolutely lovely. I think, yeah, the people do make it such a lovely event. And because I sit behind the scenes with the awards, it's so much fun just looking out and just seeing everyone having a blast. It's absolutely brilliant. Everyone's just got massive smiles on their faces, laughing loudly. And, you know, it's just a bit of heckling here and there. It's just great. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. This this will be aired after the awards, but uh, good luck, Chris, who is our host this year for the <laughs> first time. 
on there dealing with the hecklers if he gets heckled (laughs) (laughs) lovely view don't you I I always intentionally at the awards sit in one of the sort of front corner tables so I can keep an eye on the stage near to Leanne who often does the trophy running not too far from you and we're sort of nearer to each other this year because Mel sits on the the AV desk dealing with all the correct presentations coming up at the right times and things but you have got that lovely view haven't you where you sit Mm -hmm. because you are at the back of everybody to see it and that that must be really nice it's excellent it is almost as good as attending that type of event because that's what I used to do when I worked in London was attend them but I do love being on the outside of it now and watching it happen if it's my age (laughs) I think when you're because it's difficult for me now like when I was doing the first few events and I had just one assistant back then I would have to be really, you know, on the ground doing the things. And now there's often three from, you know, Mel and, and your team. Mm-hmm. Um, at the awards, we we have three and then lots of other people like the AV guys and obviously the band and Nikki, the marketing manager, is going to be there this year and all sorts. But it's um, it's harder for me now to really soak it up. Like you, you're talking about, I suppose, this soaking up of the atmosphere because yeah. I'm kind of in the thick of it, like, mingling and things not being able to step out of it so much anymore so yeah it's really nice so I touched on it let's talk about the dropouts then like yes what is your experience with our events of the dropouts and and what's your view on it it's 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 frustrating it's definitely frustrating because we give so much information about the events and uh, what you know in the lead up to them to let us know if you can't attend so that we know for numbers we give lots of information about what is going to happen at that event and the type of people or you know careers that we're looking for to be there I know from doing previous like doing events previously when I worked in London there's always dropouts you'd never get 100% really unless it is something that's paid for but even then you will probably get notified of people not being able to attend beforehand so yeah it's it's a tough one it's because it does seem to be quite a quite a few um I don't know if it is or has been because of covid still um we have so many train strikes now as well there's a lot more people working from home than there used to be so some people might think oh yeah I'll go to London from home and you know and then on the day they're like oh actually can I be bothered so there might be a bit of that as well but it's you know we've talked about it quite a lot haven't we about different ways we can try and get the dropouts down so there's different things we can try but we we don't want to be charging for them we want mm. it to be a free event for people to come along to and and meet each other network meet some of the partners so you you don't want to come away from that either so you sort of go around in a circle we do yeah it's it is one of our i I would say it's probably one of the biggest challenges Mm -hmm. in the group and everything we do is managing that so to give you some context at times we have had 50 or more percent dropout or no show so yeah it's it's quite staggering the numbers when you've got maybe 180 people signed up and you get like 90 through the door or something it's it's really challenging and obviously we like Mel sort of alluded to we have a lot of preparatory work that goes into it so it can be really disheartening and and hopefully that's never felt at the events but um yeah it's it is a real challenge of ours so if anyone's got any tips on how to how to stop you guys no showing at the events and if you (laughs) sign up 
yourself you know do do um be mindful of the work that goes on behind the scenes I guess and as office managers I know that so many of you will be arranging events this might be a challenge for you as well where you're juggling that that ever-changing kind of I suppose threshold and ratio of what will the dropout be for this one and it is always a challenge with free events so so Mel tell me more now please about you and the clients that you work with and the sorts of things that you do for them and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about the OMG after that so I'd say my other clients are nowhere near as varied as working for the OFG, <laughs> which is a good thing as well. You know, I feel like I've learned so much from working at the OMG, like being on the AV desk. That's not something I would have ever thought I'd be doing. And it does make me so nervous, but it does make me concentrate completely um, on what I'm doing because I don't want to give away a winner before it's announced. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. Like they're literally holding the cue card. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't no. opened the envelope yet. And you like, if you push that space bar or that forward arrow or that click too soon, it spoils the illusion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sort of well away from the keyboard until it's time to do it. Oh dear. But um, yeah, my other clients, I think what I enjoy doing is what I was doing in London, um, what I enjoy doing the most, I should say, is the inbox management, diary management, travel arranging, arranging contracts, making sure that they're followed up and signed. So I have a public speaker who sort of flies off around the world, but he also does virtual keynotes as well. So it's just making sure that his diary is completely up to date all the time and knows where he needs to be and uh yeah I've got a Libyan lawyer client who is flying flying a hell of a lot he's just about to open a new office in Amsterdam so been looking at office space for him there so it's just it's so varied there's phone calls to be made you know chasing clients up for things or just having virtual calls with people to arrange bookings for my clients so I'm like the first point of contact really for a lot of my clients they sort of sit back and just I let them know when it's at the next stage so they're not sort of wasting their time but if it is you know something that they're not going to be interested in then I can speak to them first there's lots of social media I was just going to say um a minute ago we were like commuting all of our things closing down slack and emails and putting our phones on silent before we hit record and how many inboxes did you tell me you had 20 i had to actually call my it guy and ask him to because there's like a cap without mm. look to how many you can have um so i had to get them to change it because i didn't know how to do it because yeah there are there's so many but then i have you know one client i've got has five different inboxes and I don't need to look at them all, but I need all those calendars because I have to reconcile his calendars every Sunday ready for the week because he'll pop things in like reminders for himself and also invites come in. So I have to make sure they don't clash with each other. And then I just let him know if they are and what is more important um, so I can move the other ones out for him. Oh, my word. And sorry, you were saying social media. Yes, yeah, so social media is, I knew, so it's not something that I could do when I first started my business. I'd never used Canva before, didn't even know about it until someone had mentioned it. I think it was my, probably my sister because she helped me with a few bits when I first started. She's nearly 20 years younger than me, so she's, you know, <laughs> she knows all about that stuff. 
So as, as time went on, I realized that Canva was something I really needed to learn if I was going to grow my business into the social media world, because I was referring anyone that came to me about social media, I was referring on to people I knew did it. But I'm thinking I'm missing something here. I need to sort this out. And so I was teaching myself Canva and also in the end was taking uh, VAs on that knew how to use it as well to be able to write the content and design the graphics and things like that. And I do love using it, but I do tend to give that out to my VAs more than I do it myself because there's so many other things going on. Actually, it's just reminded me when we were talking earlier about starting up as an agency, it was also because I was at full capacity and I can't turn around to potential clients and say, oh, no, sorry, I can't take you on because I haven't got any hours. Um, and it was one of the ladies at my WIBN group who said to me, you don't ever say you're at full capacity. And that really stuck with me. And I thought, right, well, if I am, then I need to do something about it to make sure that I can take on whatever work comes in as long as they're the right fit as well. It, need to, it needs to be the right fit person, client. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? I mean, I think when you're starting out in business, like I remember very, very early on, almost just taking any and everything that I could just to sort of bring revenue in, bring um, clients in, in the hope that those clients would talk and they would talk and so on. And it would start to build my, my big spider web of connections, as I like to call it. But there is an element particularly I think with you when you're working with somebody in such close proximity not not physically but virtually for their business if there is a clash of personalities it just doesn't it would never work will it it's it's just it's the same as being an EA or PA to somebody yeah you've got to get on you've definitely got to get on even if it is just you know you you get on you know you don't have to be having a laugh together or chatting and things like that but you you know ultimately you have to get on with each other but I do like things to be as personal as I can with a lot of my clients if that's something that they want as well like I'll send birthday cards and um, one of my clients got engaged last year so I sent them an engagement card because it was actually his fiance that had messaged me on whatsapp to let me know so because she messages me about cake makers and things like that because um, they've both got intolerances and she knows that I know people that can do those sorts of things so I sort of have relationships with the partners as well so it's, it is lovely you know I want it to be as personal as the client would want it to be where you just feel relaxed with each other yeah I mean you always get me and, and Noah even my son gifts for his birthday and Christmases and things don't you which is always appreciated because Noah loves a present so <laughs> So tell me now, please, what do you do for the office management group? What do you and, and the team do? Because I think there's six in total that are currently working for the office management group. We've got you. Let's go through Claire, Leanne, Louise, Poppy, Lisa, Jenna. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And then I've got Lisa as well. Yes. Another Lisa separately who does some BD <laughs> work for us. That's more than six. How many is that? That's like There's seven Nicola or eight. as well. Nicola. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Crikey. So what do you guys do for us? How do you support the OMG and, and all that we do to support office managers? <laughs> well, I mean, it started off being probably around, what was it, about 10 hours a month, something like that, wasn't it? 
and now it's I lose count how many hours I just to go on free agent to check. It is the just the social media, you know, the planning, the scheduling, the posting. Um, God, it's like my mind's going woo. <laughs> and we use things like canva just in case anyone wants to know like the tools that we use so we use canva like what mel was saying for social media and we use buffer to schedule all the social media in advance we sort of work a week or two ahead of schedule and get everything out and then of course sometimes thanks to hannah there's last minute changes where it's like oh can you just (laughs) chuck a social media post in here about this because we've just done this or i've just sorted out a new event or whatever but yeah we use those two platforms what's the other one we use for social media linktree isn't it to linktree yep so we're updating the links all the time because every week we've got the different partners that we're promoting um or the sponsors um so we're making sure that their links are all in there um for that week um so that if anyone does click on it they will be able to find who they're looking for um, but then obviously we use mailchimp as well and we said about slack zero you know sort of learning out my way around zero you know the maintaining the contact inbox which we have a few people on so we've got into a bit of a routine of making sure that everyone knows what they should be doing with those emails. And, you know, because there might be two different requests in one email where one person deals with one request and another one deals with another. So we're just making sure that um, everyone is aware not to delete anything unless everyone has finished with it. So, yeah, it's quite meticulous. Attention to detail, um, making sure that nothing's missed. Obviously, job form as well. I've never used that before. <laughs> that one's for our course bookings, ticket bookings for the awards, entries and nominations for the awards. I think that's it, isn't it? We don't use it for anything else. Don't I don't think, think so. so. No, <laughs> not the money. It's mainly the awards, isn't it? And the course that we, we use it for. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, my role has become more of a project manager of so I can try and make sure everyone's doing what they should be doing and um, passing work out where it's needed or you know doing things myself as well oh and the um, online course as well with Podia we're setting up so um, that's been sort of interesting to see how that all works that's something that's in the pipeline yeah been in the pipeline for a while (laughs) (laughs) how many times have I blocked time in my diary saying studio recording day to go and record this course and then it's come out <laughs> yeah oh, it will it will I happen promise. It, it will be. happen i promise if you are waiting on the office management course e-learning virtual version i promise it will be it will be out soon mel mel and the team have started setting it up but it's just it's with me the delay at the moment i'm afraid but let's talk about all the different streams we've got the portal what do you do in the portal it's adding the tips, adding the events um, to the events calendar, adding the new partners in, taking them out <laughs> where we need to, keeping an eye on the forum. So, yeah, there's there's quite a lot in the portal to be done. Obviously, setting up a new partner, there's quite a few different steps to go through. It's not just putting them into the portal. It's making sure that they, the new partner has all their information that they need to get the best out of their partnership making sure that they're on the social calendar and um, that they're in the next MailChimp newsletter. 
think what else there is without looking at we've got checklists for member, everything yeah we've got checklists everywhere member upgrades and downgrades and things and general yes. member admin password yes. resets and yes <laughs> taking shoes which have grown it's crazy when we go through this because just with the portal it's mad because until two and a half years ago I was doing it all myself I know. and you, know, you just look back and think how on earth did you I know. I don't know. I really don't know. We have grown. Like the volume yeah. is is so much bigger now than it was it was then. So yeah, and there's always an event to organise as well. <laughs> we we never don't have an event in the diary, if not like two or three now in the future, do we on the horizon? So no. yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about the events and what what you do for those. Yeah. So I mean, it's liaising with the venue, get, making sure that the invites are sent out, and that we're keeping an eye on the numbers in Eventbrite. That's the other one we use. So making sure that we do that. Yep. So there's the name badges, um, the dietary requirements, guest list, uh, making sure that we have one or two people available on the night to be checking everyone in, making sure everyone's happy. We get to do some networking as well, which is lovely. Just, yeah, just making sure that the venue are aware of everything and that we check our running order against their running order, which they think they call something different, but I can't think what it is right now. And she. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just making sure that everything is arranged and is going to go completely smoothly. But we have, like, you know, you have done such a good job of setting up the templates to work from so that we can check it all off and make sure that everything is done. Um, so obviously we always book the photographer as well so that we can add the photos to the website for the events, which is lovely. It's so nice to look back through those and see everything that's happened. It's a really lovely feature. And working with Curtain's just a fab. He's just brilliant. I don't want him to ever sort of go off and <laughs> pick somewhere else he's just anything else yeah stay forever curtain that's curtain patel photography we'll give you a plug curtain curtain patel photography if anyone needs a photographer headshots events anything is brilliant absolutely the final tip around health and safety for me for now is about hosh the control of substances hazardous to health and the process around this now when i go into offices to see clients and do health and safety audits a lot of the time when i talk about kosh they say oh we don't have any chemicals here and then i do my usual devil's advocate and i say what about your toners in your printer if you've got toners what about your fairy liquid yes i'm very sorry it's true what about your anti-back for your hand sanitizer and things like that all of these are chemicals that we have in our offices, in our businesses, that we are perhaps asking our staff, even if it's just us and maybe the IT support team, to use as part of our role. And all of that means that we need to be doing risk assessments on those chemicals and making sure they're safe. Bear with me, it's another painful one, but our last one for now. So the first step is for you to Google or use your internet browser and download a material safety data sheet, MS 
MSDS for each of those chemicals. So if you now Google fairy liquid MSDS and don't worry too much about all the different scents and flavors of these things, just focus on your main one that you get into the office. If it's original, great. If you get lemon scented one time, don't stress about it. But download that material safety data sheet. Then get a COSH risk assessment template ready. We have loads of them on the portal that you can use, but get that ready and pull the information from your material safety data sheet into your COSH risk assessment. It will be looking at things like what are the hazardous properties? What are the precautionary statements that go with it? What are the first aid measures? For example, if you breathe it in, you inhale it, you ingest it, it gets in your eyes or it has skin contact. What are the first aid measures for those things happening? And then it will look at disposal procedures, cleanup procedures, who's using it and why, and any training mechanisms or other processes or policies that you might need to put in place to protect people. Then what you need to do for any of your cleaning products, particularly if they are your cleaner company ones, not yours that your staff are using, is lock them away. So if they're in a cupboard under the sink or in a cupboard out of sight and you haven't got a lock on it, ask your handyman or woman to put a barrel lock on that cupboard so that you don't have to worry about those chemicals and they're inaccessible to all the staff to use. Then what we need to do with our COSH risk assessment that we've now got in place is save down the material safety data sheet, save down that COSH risk assessment. And as a final piece for best practice, pull out the elements around first aid and pop them onto a first aid information sheet and give that to all your first aiders that in the event of something happening with any of those chemicals to our staff or even our visitors, we have the instructions from the manufacturer of each of those products as to what we do around health and safety. And that's our tip on Kosh. We talked a little bit about the awards already, but let's let's carry on. What do we do starting from the minute we have to think about the next awards? What do we do? If you can go through and I can help you here from <laughs> A right through to Z in the aftermath of the awards. Like what are the what are the steps we take? Because it's mammoth this one. Yeah, I mean, well, it's working out the what awards we are going to have whether they might change slightly because we want to stay with the times and making sure that everything is set up ready in jock form with all the right questions and that everything is linked properly because that can get a little bit complicated in there so making sure that's all set up and ready with the website page ready to go for the launch date and obviously everything in advance of that is to promote it to make sure that everyone's um, reminded to enter um, and then it's sort of reaching out to uh, potential sponsors to make sure that they get the most um, exposure ahead of the awards see finding the venue we need you know we need to have a venue and we need to have a date uh, make sure that works for everyone and checking to make sure it doesn't clash with another big event that's going on in London at the time things like that and then it's going to be finding the judges, making sure that we've got the right judges and, and making sure the judges are working on the, the, the right awards for them, the awards categories, getting them up to date on everything that's going on, sending everything over to them, making sure that they've got everything they need, any questions and making sure that they work into the deadlines. So like deadlines, deadlines, deadlines with, <laughs> with the awards. <laughs> Yeah, and we we did we'll let you into a trade secret here peeps we did have a few issues with the awards this year did we not yes. five of our wonderful judges if any of you are listening there's no harm done no hard feelings but five of our judges went freaking awol on us this year 
did they not? I phoned Mel and I was like, oh, I can't get hold of any of the fucking judges. <laughs> and we were emailing their PAs and we were emailing them and we were ringing them and it had gone past the deadline. So for those of you who were sitting in wait going, am I fine this yet? Do I know the outcome? We are very sorry. We were, we were in our in new territory, in unknown territory this year, where for the first time ever, not just one, but five judges went AWOL. On, like literally, AWOL is the best word, isn't it, to describe what happened in that sort of yeah. two week period. It was a little bit of a mad panic, wild <laughs> mm-hmm. panic, but yes, we it all got sorted as it always does. We work our way around it and uh, figure things out so everything is done fairly. And then it's the exciting task of letting those know who are finalists as well. Very exciting. And then getting those tickets up for sale. I'm always so excited to see what venue we're going to have. And because it's always so lovely. It's always done up really nicely. And see the decor as well. And making sure that we get the right decor for the, for the room. Because that obviously changes depending on where we are. And then, yeah, it's all hands on deck with the sign-ups. And making sure all the name cards are done and there's table plans done and the directory requirements are correct because obviously we don't want to be making anyone ill <laughs> just getting excited for the for the night which you know even though i'm yeah. working it doesn't feel like work it's really exciting i get a night yeah. off of being a mum <laughs> yeah. don't we all it's lovely yeah <laughs> and it's like the programs that we have to get to yes. print and the slides the winner slides and all the site the surprises and secrets that we're holding close to our chest the trophy orders there's so much to it isn't well, there? well you i mean you come up with great ideas for the surprise each year um we'll see we'll see <laughs> this one i can't wait obviously it's gonna depend on me as well with uh making sure the timing's right but yeah. <laughs> that, that will be your concentration bit won't it because there's a certain note that will play let's just say I mean this is in the aftermath so you'll know what we mean but um well we can tell you because because this episode won't be out until afterwards but um it, it we were looking for choirs this year because I wanted something that was a bit different and I always love the emotional side of these so I try and do like this nice emotional entry kind of once everyone sat down start to the the ceremony and so we thought this year right we'll get a choir to do um like a flash mob style thing so hopefully it's gone to plan and they'll be planted in around in and around the audience and then they'll appear and the song proud by heather small m people will start playing or they'll start singing it um but there's a note right at the end where it goes make you feel proud and mel has got to push a button to make like this screen like pop with glitter basically and we've got some other things we're still working out um with the the decor people flow event to a great um as to what what we can do to just make an explosion basically but yeah hope fingers crossed it goes to plan but if i come up with in my sleep mostly i just wake (laughs) up and go oh good idea let's just try that so so we haven't got too much longer left but let's talk about if you can share some more insider information, I suppose, on what it's like to work with me and what it's been like working with me over the last sort of two and a half plus years. And, and I'll share a little bit in reverse yeah. if that's okay as well. Yeah, of course. Um, I had, you were on my LinkedIn before Emma had introduced us and I had no idea that you lived close or anything. And 
when she introduced us and said who you were and everything I was like oh my goodness like this will be awesome you know I just knew straight away that I was really going to enjoy working with you and the work that would come from it but had no idea it would be as amazing as it has been actually because I feel like I've got totally immersed in the business and that's down to you letting me as well just being open about everything and just working together on everything and you know sort of exchanging ideas and things like that as well or just being some like a sounding board it's just been a real experience um and I believe in the business as well so that really helps and you work so hard and have so much care for everyone you know you you're thinking of everyone and how you can support them and it yeah it's just it is amazing I mean I I'm a bit of a workaholic as well so I think it works quite well because if we do need to chat in the evenings then we will do just to make sure that we're on top of everything um and I just feel like we've worked in harmony together throughout the two and a half years it's just been brilliant I've learned so much as well I've just learned mm. loads Oh, a little bit emotional. Don't cry. <laughs> no, I am. Veneera, isn't I it? Like... I know. <laughs> it actually made me a little bit teary because yeah. I didn't know about that with the LinkedIn stuff and that you kind of have that preconception. But, um, oh, <laughs> God, I'm going to be such an emotional state on Thursday as well, aren't I? Oh, dear. But, um, yeah, I like it has been incredible, and it, and you know I can safely say with with friends as well, now, aren't we? Um, I'm not one that really believes in mixing business and pleasure, but Mel and I, you know, we're both to a degree like single mums, and um, you know have had challenges around our personal circumstances in most of the time we've been working together, and so not just in terms of allies professionally, but personally have been there for each other as well, which I I'm forever grateful for but yeah from the professional standpoint you've helped me grow my business and we've you know more than doubled our revenue in the last year and that wouldn't have happened without you and and some of the team behind you as well so I'm really grateful and it's just been such a nice click I've had virtual assistants before and sometimes they've had to let me go because they've decided to go back to permanent work or sometimes it's just that my workload just increased suddenly and they couldn't cope with with the demand from us and it's never been you know there's never been a it's too much to take on from you guys and I appreciate it's a forever fluctuating thing so um we're getting all gushy listeners listen to us but um <laughs> it, it is the end of an era and I think that's why it was important for Mel and I probably to do this podcast and I know so many of you listening particularly our members know Mel and have got to know her really well over the years as well and as I say you you won't stop seeing her at events and no, things to so fear not definitely but, not um, I'll be there whether you invite me or not <laughs> she's there with bells on but um, <laughs> I'll be the imposter <laughs> yeah so as a final thing I am going to put you on the spot now because we have to do our you won't believe it but like piece in the episode so this is the bit where you tell us a story of something that might be a bit shocking or crazy about your career or something that's happened like the the most recent one that aired was where Katie had found the receipt uh like her boss's receipt and there was underwear and a battery operated device on it so someone's got to try and top that but do you have a you won't believe it but <laughs> so um it was after the Christmas party one year um, I was supposed to be staying at my friend's house 
I won't name any names. And um, I was very, very drunk <laughs> and got in a taxi with my friend, but also with one of the sort of MDs who took us to St Martin's Lane Hotel. And I, we basically got into the room. I stripped off, got my pajamas on, I got into bed and passed out. And then just woke up in the morning <laughs> with those two in bathrobes, not really knowing what the hell had happened between them. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. And then he ordered us breakfast for three, which was trolled in. So, oh my Hotel God. Hotel staff must have been like, what on earth happened here? It's probably a bit too much for this. <laughs> it was funny. That is funny. <laughs> I mean, I, there are some shockers I won't share, um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is why I like asking the question. We all have these moments. It's it's the office, isn't it? And especially when you're an office manager, or you're, you know, or an EA PA like you were, you, you just kind of at the the centre of a lot of stuff. So yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot I knew because the same person, my friend, she she had a fling with that person which is why I think something did go on but she also had a fling with another one of the one of my managers who was married they're both married obviously which is why it was a thing a fling um and yeah I would see sort of dinner dates and hotels in his diary where I knew it was them sort of getting together um but just we just didn't talk about it because I didn't agree with it mm. but I didn't I didn't want to get involved either. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, I just wouldn't Very talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes on, isn't there? So. Oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> this is why remote working wouldn't be good for any of us because where would all the gossip be? <laughs> yeah. full, full remote working, if we all did it all the time, where would all these so affairs boring. be? <laughs> <laughs> How boring life would be. Right. Well, Mel, thank you so much for giving up your time away from your 20 mailboxes. I really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and we will we will be talking very soon anyway. So thank yeah. you so much for being on the Office Manager Diaries with me. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by the Office Management Portal, our free online membership platform aimed at connecting, supporting and empowering office managers in a simple to use all in one self-service resource. You can sign up right now at www.theofficemanagementportal.com and click the sign up button in the top right. If you want to upgrade your account to our premium membership at any time for unlimited downloadable templates and monthly expert masterclasses, use the code THEOMD for 25% off. That's the T-H-E-O-M-D for Office Manager Diaries for 25% off. Thank you for listening.